Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owl, and I'm here with... Hank Owl. And Hank, what are we talking about today? Doctor Who? Yeah! So I guess I could say... What's new in your world? But uh, I know what's new in your world. It's Doctor Who! Yeah, Doctor Who Marathon. That's right. The last two weeks have been the Doctor Who marath- Marathon on BBC America. They had a weird order to me at oh, first yeah. uh, going through that. They started with Capaldi. That's right? No, they started with Eccleston, went to Capaldi, then did Tennant, then did Smith. That's right. And these are all the doctors who have been in the new you know, incarnation of Doctor Who. And the order that they appeared was Capaldi first. Then David Tennant, the 10th Doctor. 11th was Matt Smith. And then the last Doctor before the new uh, the new one that just premiered on Sunday was uh, Peter Capaldi. So a little interesting uh, interesting choices by their part. But I kind of liked it. I think they, they, they finished with, I would say, probably the most popular one, Matt Smith. He feels like the most popular. Yeah, and it's also good they finished with Day of the Doctor. Because maybe that's why they did Matt Smith last. And Day of the Doctor was with... Uh, they had, they had three doctors in Day of the Doctor, correct? Uh, the War Doctor, uh, Tenet Doctor, and Smith Doctor. Right. So that was kind of fun back in the day when that happened. It was still fun rewatching it, actually, when they had, you know, my favorite doctor, David Tennant, and then uh, Matt Smith, you know, the probably the most popular doctor. So they had both of them together, and that was kind of really cool. But this Sunday marked the premiere, and it was a worldwide premiere, um, simulcast. Which for us means it was at one in the afternoon. Exactly. So I think yeah. So that that meant that we couldn't watch the Falcons, which turned out to be great because the Falcons game was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and the Doctor Who episode, I thought it was really great. Uh, so let's talk about her, Jodie Whittaker. That's Jodie Whittaker. That's Jodie Whittaker. Uh, so Jodie Whittaker is uh, an English actress. She's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, most people know her in America from a television show called Broadchurch, which was also a BBC show. But it, uh, it's gotten a lot of play on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, it's not kid-appropriate, but it is definitely adult-appropriate and really, really good. And she's fantastic in that. And they actually fantastic. even made American spinoff of the show. Uh, David Tennant, who was also in Broadchurch, uh, actually played the guy in Broadchurch and in the American version. But the American version only lasted a season. It didn't do very well. But there's three seasons of Broadchurch on Netflix, and I highly recommend all adults to go watch it. Uh, kids, wait till later. Uh, so, Hank, let's talk about the anticipation we built up during the marathon, and then we watched a promo show, right? You want to talk about that at all? Well, the promo show was a bunch of people at a party. I believe it was called the greatest watch party ever. Yeah. Didn't live up to that, did it? No. I mean, the interviews were scripted. And they probably weren't actually scripted, but they at least they at least talked to everyone at the party beforehand, being like, "If you get asked a question, these are some proper responses." Exactly. It didn't feel uh, very uh, fresh. Let's put it that way. It reminded me a little bit of those, to me, really bad VH1 uh, shows that used to be on during the daytime, where they're like, "Let's talk about the '80s," and they have a bunch of C or D list comedians, you know, riff on different videos or things like that. It felt a little bad like that. And I, I can't stand those things. So if you like those, you might actually enjoy that thing uh, more than I did. Uh, but let's talk about the actual episode itself. 
Hank, what did you think? Oh, I loved it. Spoilers, major spoilers, of course. We're oh, talking yeah. about the whole thing. Spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, well played, Hank, with the spoilers. I uh, do you say I also said fantastic when you said fantastic? It was fantastic. Uh, so major spoilers. Uh, watch it, or and if you want to, uh, go to the movie theater to watch it. If you haven't seen it yet already, uh, you might want to do that. It's called Fathom Events. They're doing the premiere, so you know we couldn't wait, so we went ahead and did it. But it's also going to be in movie theaters. They did the Christmas special, too, last year. That's right. So watch the show first before listening to this. All right, Hank, go ahead. I'm sorry. What did you think? What did you think of the new Doctor? Just, just, just her. Was brilliant. Uh, it felt good. I feel like this is actually my first new Doctor, which is pretty big for me because when I first started watching Doctor Who, Capaldi was the Doctor, and I started from Eccleston. So Capaldi has been the newest doctor throughout my entire time, and so this is really my first new doctor. That's really cool. I hadn't thought of that. The first time you've seen the the transition over kind of in real time, live. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, I nodded my head. <laughs> so what did uh, so what did she meet your expectations? Exceed them? Or did she was she like you thought she was going to be as the doctor? She was like I thought she was going to be. I'm still a little iffy because I want to hug onto my Capaldi. I'm going to have a hard time letting go on to my Whitaker. All right, so let's talk about the actual episode itself. Or I'll, I'll tell you about what I thought about her. I thought she was great. Uh, she had that classic uh, Doctor Intelligence. Uh, she was witty. She was fun. She was goofy. A little oh, bit yeah. in like good I ways. I like goofiness. Uh, but she was also serious. She's got major skills. Uh, uh, it was she really cool. She built her own sonic screwdriver. She built her own sonic screwdriver. Which means which the is, trick they did in Day of the Doctor won't work anymore. Which uh, remind what was the trick in the Day of the Doctor? When, well, it actually ended up doing because the door wasn't actually locked. But they were trying to get through the door, and then the war doctor did it and didn't have enough power. Oh, that's so they right. Just kept it on and put it on a transitional loop. So when it, so then when Matt Smith did it, it was done. Yeah, they used all the cumulative years of the doctor living for the the screwdriver to work out this equation kind of thing. But then it, they didn't need it. So yeah, so in every other one, or at least with the new Who's, the um, the sonic screwdriver comes with the new TARDIS. But we did not see the TARDIS in this episode. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be the basis for the whole season, her trying to get back to the TARDIS and failing miserably. I doubt it, because I think you have to... We need to be able to go places and, and go different times and different uh, places in the universe. So my I mean, guess she is went they'll to get place that with the, that teleporter thing they built. Yeah, but I, I doubt they're going to use that all season. I would, I would be surprised. I mean, surprised. it doesn't look like they found the TARDIS at the end of the episode. I mean, they were stuck in space. No, you're right. I mean, that may be the that may be, maybe a season arc or maybe solved next episode. It's really, we don't know. Uh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I just want to see the new TARDIS. Because for those of you who are new to uh, Doctor Who, the TARDIS changes with the Doctor as well. Like it's never like a you know a huge difference. Is you know the exterior is basically the same, not quite the same, but basically. But on the inside, it uh, they transform it a lot. So, so that was a couple of things missing from this episode that we're used to seeing. One, we did not see the TARDIS, which they made good effect of that use on the story. 
And two, there were no opening credits. Ooh, yeah. The name of the episode was The Woman Who Fell to Earth. I think that's the name. Yeah. And we see, uh, we saw in the last episode with Capaldi, when he does transform into uh, this new doctor, like she's falling out of the uh, TARDIS. And so this episode, the episode doesn't start with her, which I think is really smart. But the first time we see her, she's basically falling down and coming, you know, to On Earth. this train. Yeah. So how does this episode start? This episode starts with a YouTube video of the main companion, this Ryan Sinclair. Yeah, well, maybe one of the Talking about the greatest woman she ever met, which we think is talking about the doctor, but later we learn it's talking about her grandmother, which is cool. Yeah, that was a really nice device, because it's also, again, boom, this is appealing to a younger audience. So this guy's doing a vlog into the camera, and we're seeing, we actually see more his... like a story time video, but... No, that's just me. Okay, that could be. I'm going to trust your genre on YouTube videos way more than mine. Uh, so, yeah, he's talking to the camera on the computer. We're seeing his actual YouTube page. He's only got 19 views. I thought that was interesting. And also, her video, his video is one word. Not in all caps, I think. Well, so it's not a real title. Okay. What was That the usually word? shows about, like, low-budget or videos or done like that. Yeah. That's usually is... what it's shown as or meme videos are done like just like like that. Oh, okay. That's cool. So yeah, so this guy's doing this and he, he says, I want to tell you about the most amazing woman ever. And of course, because it's Doctor Who and of course it's a new woman. I mean it's a new doctor and she's a woman, you know, everybody's mind goes to the fact that it's uh he must be talking about the doctor. But it's not. Uh basically what happens is this this guy uh finds a um a thing. There's this. I don't even know how to explain it. Hank? It's a. Tr- it's. Imagine like a science fiction plant. Yeah. That's a big pod. Yeah, huge, huge pod. Uh, it's like a little teardrop, kind of what it looks like. Uh, anyway, so he finds yeah. this thing. It's acting weird, right? And uh, he goes, and what happens then? There's a train. He's on the train. Then there's another weird thing. <laughs> oh yeah, another a tentacle weird al- thing. A tentacle alien. So we got aliens going on. Uh, so let's, talk, let's 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 not go over the entire plot. Um, suffice it to say that trouble ensues. But let's talk about let's talk about the companions. So we've talked about uh, was it Ryan? Ryan Sinclair. And he has a disease, and I can't remember the name of it right now. But it is a it's a, it's called dyspraxia, which I had never heard of. But it's a coordination. Uh, disease, so it means that he has trouble uh, with his body coordination, and where we pick up in the episode is him like trying to ride a bike as a young adult, like he's probably in his early twenties, I would say. Uh, so he, he, theoretically, he should be able to ride a bike by now. But it's him trying to ride a bike, and he's with two people: one is his grandmother, and one is his step grandfather. And these three people will all be kind of involved in the plot as we go on. Uh, who's the other companion? The other companion is Yasmin Khan, who's an ambitious police officer. That's right. She, she comes out to take a look at that pod thing that uh, Ryan has found. And Yasmin and Ryan were actually friends in high school. I yeah, believe. I felt it was like it said primary school, and I don't remember what English equivalent of primary school is. It might be elementary school. 
I had a feeling it's been a long time like that rather than high school, but I could be wrong with that. And I suppose it doesn't really matter. Right. And she kind of follows Ryan into the plot. Right. They walk into a train on going to plot land. All right, so we've discussed the Doctor, and we're both huge fans so far. What about the villain? Well, that's where, yeah, we've done the companions. Let's talk about the villain. Introduce us to the villain this episode. The villain is uh, part of this race of hunters who have chosen a random human to go and hunt, but he cheats and he collects the teeth of his people, and he's a blue guy. And what did you think about the blue guy? Because it's not just a blue guy. He... He looked really impressive to me and evil and intimidating and scary in all the good ways that, you know, sometimes with the lower budget Doctor Who villains are not as impressive. I thought he looked very impressive. Yeah, he looked very menacing, especially with his suit on and this like the cold Mr. Freeze stuff. Yeah, that was cool. The way he would kill people and he does kill people in this is by actually just touching them. And because he is so cold that uh, he kills him that way. And it's, you know, it's, it's Doctor Who, so it's not going to be like completely gory and gruesome, but it is, I would say, more um, more intimidating than, again, some of the villains tend to be. And to me, part of that gruesomeness was that he has an affinity towards human teeth, his victim's teeth. Uh, what's that about? I think it's a kind of hunting trophy, like that guy in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. You know, I thought of that, too, when I, when I saw that. Yeah, so he, he, he again, Imagine he's a hunter. It's like Predator face. a little bit. He's, you know, the whole, that idea. So, yeah, he takes the teeth, and then he, but he puts the teeth kind of in his face. Like, not like in his mouth, but like, kind of like, as if you took a, a partial tooth or a tooth and kind of buried it into your cheekbone and wore it for decoration is what it looked like. And it was pretty scary looking. Yeah. Although I was a little disappointed by a blue guy when, like, they were doing, like, that slow face takeoff. I'm like, it's going to be a super creepy alien. It's going to be his face is all going to be messed up. He's going to have a huge scar. Oh, he just has teeth on his face. Oh, I don't know. It, it worked for me. I thought that was out there enough. Uh, that, uh, that and then, uh, uh, that then I rethought what I'd said. And, uh, oh, he just has teeth on his face. <laughs> that's unusual. Yeah, that's that's not normal. That's right. So the episode progresses, and you, you're, you're you've got this dynamic of you know the doctor, and when the doctor regenerates, you know it's not a perfect regeneration right away. It takes each doctor a while to kind of get one used to their body. Two, uh, which is more so down this is a female for the first time. Um, two, to kind of have like all the brain synapses firing correctly. So, you know, she's not, like, she forgets words, you know, or can't think of like what, <laughs> much like myself, uh, like the, what certain words are that she needs. Like so, you know, doctor. Yeah. Oh, yes, right. She's, she keeps on, who am I? Who am I? I don't want to know who I am. Um, so yeah, so that was that's kind of that's kind of it. I mean, we both really liked it. I was nervous. I was the whole time. I'm like, please, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. Please be good. Oh, I like I like the moment where she's like, "Why are you calling me madam, madam?" Like, uh, ma'am, you're a woman. I'm a woman. I've never been that before. That's right. That was a great moment. Like, why are you calling me madam? Yeah, that was an excellent moment. There was one very very sad moment 
in the show, however. You want to tell them that? Again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler coming. When her grandmother dies, right? That's right. One of the most interesting little characters, like, beside the Doctor in this episode, was uh, Ryan's grandmother. And she was just kind of, I want to call her a little bit of a free spirit. She was hilarious, uh, fun, uh, um... She had cool hair. You know, she's still like, she's like the fun grandmother who's like older, but like still young and doing all the cool things. Like, and she had, you know, she really loved uh, her husband and and she and, and her grandson. And what did she, she said to her, her husband, you know, as she's dying, you know, she tells like, him. Don't let my death drag you down. Be more adventurous of a human being. Yeah, she says, be brave. Or No, actually, she says even, don't be scared. And he's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, without me around to, to help you. Because I think, you know, she was probably the alpha in the relationship, if, if you know, you think that way. And I usually don't. But for purposes of this, it's easy, easier to, to describe it that way. I mean, um, you're the alpha in this podcast relationship. I, 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 I like to think we are, we are both alphas. Alpha, alpha. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, so that's it. So this is the first uh, episode of The New Doctor. And Hank, I think, you know, if you're into this, we should, you know, maybe do like a, you know, an update. Every, every episode we'll give just a little part of our, a little keep it going throughout the season. Are you, are you into that still? Oh, yeah, definitely. Another okay. thing about the grandmother, though, for someone that studies this, like, I did not, but the companions had already been released earlier, and she was not a part of that, so... I know. For people that did that, they were like, how is she going to die? Oh, is she going to die? Oh, no, she's going to die doing that. Yeah, it's such a fine line, because that's the... I also thought that, because they did have, you know, the, the trailers for the show would be like, we all be my new best friends, and which is, I think we'll see probably later... And, you know, it was the man, it was the grandfather, the step-grandfather, it was Ryan, it was the police officer. And a barking dog. And, and not the grandmother. So when you saw her, you kind of knew something was going to happen. And that's, it's that fine line between trying to advertise something and, and build awareness of it, but also not to spoil it. And, yeah, so they totally kind of spoiled that, you know, that, I, I noticed that too. Uh, any final words on this episode? We're oh, going to do we, a review for In Teeth. The review for In Teeth? Yeah. You know how we have different markers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And teeth and we face also, teeth. We also forgot to mention that this is a new showrunner, too. Named, uh, I think it's Chris Chinball, I believe his name is. Oh, yeah. But he had worked on Doctor Who previously. He was the showrunner for Broadchurch. So that's probably, you know, certainly one of the ways where Jody had a, you know, had a chance to be, be in this role. And he also worked on Torchwood, which is a Doctor Who spinoff, which is not quite appropriate for you yet, Hank, but really soon. And it's, I think it's really good also. Uh, certainly at least parts of it, uh, of that series. Uh, so, so in teeth. All right. So out of five teeth, how many teeth are you giving it? I cannot give it a low grade because it's Doctor Who. Well, you could give it a low grade. Uh, no, I can't. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, you could compare it to... You know, other Doctor Who episodes. A four. Four teeth. Four All teeth. right. I'm going to go... And I put, like, one on my forehead, one <laughs> on my cheek, one on my chin, and one on my other cheek. I'm giving it three and, three and three quarters teeth. So you would do your teeth symmetrically? No. I think I might just... Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe on the forehead. All like, on the forehead? I might. I don't know. I'm not sure I can pull that off. <laughs> 
<laughs> you pull off the teeth on the face look. Yeah, I don't want to be able to pull that off. Uh, so that's it for us today on the Star Trek episode. We did not, again, the, what was going on was the Doctor Who, but what are you reading now? Hank? What am I reading? Well, you were reading earlier that... Um, oh, yeah, like that pro- I was revisiting book. a Percy Jackson Greek Heroes book because I was in between books. And you enjoyed that? Oh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Are you going to read that all the way through? I don't think so. I'm going to restart on that long liar. Okay, that's right. That's what we're doing the long wire. And I, uh, and honestly, I can't remember the last time we recorded this if I was finished with the Patrick Rothfuss books or not. Uh, the first one's called Name of the Wind. The second one is, um, I want to say, The Wise Man's Fear or something very similar to that. And honestly, uh, those two books are the best books I've read all year. I loved them. I loved them. I loved them. I highly recommend if you're into fantasy at all. Or even think you might. Or even like, not even like you normally read fantasy. Because I don't normally read fantasy. I mean, I saw, you know, Lord of the Rings. And I read the book when I was younger. But it's not like I'm clamoring out there reading the, uh, this genre. But, man, it was fantastic. Uh, they were both were great. So I would highly recommend those. And uh, and now I'm reading... Um, what am I reading? I'm reading Dark Town by Thomas Mullen. Uh, Thomas Mullen is actually a new... Uh, not new. He's a, an Atlanta writer. And he's written a couple of books uh, previous to this series, but now he's got a series that takes place. This takes place like in the uh, probably the fifties, I guess it is, and it talks about like the first African American cops ever employed in the city of Atlanta. And so it's fascinating. On I think it's going to be fascinating on a cultural level, history level, and also and, since we live in Atlanta. Yes, and since we live in Atlanta, it'll be looking, and also just a mystery. So you know, I'm I'm just at the beginning. We just found our dead body. You know, you can't really have a you know, a murder mystery without a, a dead body. So I've gotten to the dead body. Unless it's the murder of a soul. Oh, da da da! I like the way you think. Uh, so that's what I'm reading. And uh, all right, so that does it for us. So we'll try to keep these brief. But uh, you know, come on this Doctor Who journey with us, and we'll still be doing our other ones as well. In fact, our our next podcast will be reviewing and talking about the movie Venom. The latest. A less wibbly wobbly timey wimey adventure and more a symbiote symbiote adventure. That's a great way to describe it. All right. Take it easy, y'all. Full of an Eminem song. And a Run the Jewels song. And so an Eminem song named Venom. Yeah, and then a Run the Jewels song that took place after that during the credits. But we'll talk about that next podcast. All right. Bye, everybody. Venom, Venom. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Corral. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email, a twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.